Hello and welcome to an episode of the Nintendo RTM Podcast. I am Triforce Dad. Join me today is Wario Will. Um, yeah, happy release day of many games, everyone. At the moment right now, Tekken 8 is currently officially out by the time of this recording, or, or, or today, by when you're listening to this. And, uh, yeah, we're about to head into it, heading to the flood of games that's coming up in the next few weeks. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, and as we'll talk about later, a certain game has already come out, and then there'll be one, and if didn't Dragon already, or uh, each, uh, dang it, oh, Infinite Wealth like already a come dragon. out? Yeah, it's coming out, <laughs> yes. yeah, tomorrow or today, by the time. Yeah, yeah yep. so there's that one, there's Tekken, there's this Ace Attorney, then we got a couple other games coming out on the February 2nd, so yeah, it, it has begun! Yep. And joining us... <laughs> now we just gotta wait for a Nintendo Direct now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Uh, and joining us for this gaming overload is Skullkid Scott. Hello, it's dark outside now, it's weird. I hate it, it's dark, so dark. <laughs> and... But the one thing I don't hate, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have finally gotten the return of Falcon 5! Hi, everyone. I just want to confirm that this time I was not asleep playing Pokemon Sleep in my <laughs> vacation from the podcast. That, that was a long sleep, if it was. <laughs> no. no. It's the I, opposite. You're just walking all day at Pokemon Go. No. Oh, is Basically. that something about birth by sleep? <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> reference. Nice job. But yes. No, I... I I, I finally moved. I moved since the last podcast, and I got engaged. Ah, patty, 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 patty. Yes. Yep. Oppa. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So you know she's she's kind of been busy. Not an excuse mm. at all. But you know I'll, I'll allow it because I am the host <laughs> and I am magnanimous. I can't spell magnanimous, but I can at least try. And isn't that half the battle? So are you gonna try though? No. <laughs> I got better things to do, Faith. I am hosting a show here. <laughs> and because and it's good I'm doing that because we have so much to talk about today. Lots of stuff, including a game that should just burn in a fiery pit. But we will be more open-minded. Well, some of us will be. But first, what have you been playing? And Faith, since you've been gone for so long. Why don't you regale us what you have been playing? Okay, so while I've been gone for so long and you would think I would be playing a lot, I honestly haven't. But over, I think, the past like two weeks, I actually hooked up my gaming consoles again. Um, and really, I've kind of been all over the place because um, my fiancé, Justin, he hasn't really played a lot of the new Switch games. So obviously, I took that as an opportunity to geek out about it and be like, hey, we got to play this and play this and play this and you need to try this. Um, and mainly the one that we got hooked on was Mario Party. He ah, loves the okay. new Mario Party. So we would just be like sitting playing that. We played it for hours. One night I just fell asleep playing it. He got so aggravated. We didn't really get aggravated, but he was like, I was about to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> call, that, call that Mario Party syndrome. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. Um, but outside of that, I've been playing Power World. Um, and I oh. like it while everybody else doesn't, but I like it. It's cute. And I'm, and I got my first little, um, cute animal today because it took me forever to figure I, my, my dumb self, um, didn't know how to get food in the game. And I didn't know what was safe to eat, not eat. And I kept dying because the area I spawned, there was like no, 
Justin was like, you need to get mushrooms. All of my friends are saying get mushrooms. Like, There's no mushrooms. And then I was like getting red berries. And I'm like, am I supposed to eat these? Or are these going to kill me? And it was this whole thing. But then finally I looked up like what was safe to eat in the game. And got food. And then I finally figured out how to get my first like little pal. And I got like the... And the she ate them. She ate the pal first. That's how you survive <laughs> in this game. <laughs> no, but I got the little like cute elephant looking thing. It looks just like the one from Pokemon though. I don't remember what Pokemon is called. But it's like the little, the little blue and yellow elephant. That'd be fancy. Yeah, I got a little pal that looks almost just like that, and it's adorable. Yeah, and then he ate him. Nice job. Yeah, and then she made it. She missed it. She ate it. <laughs> no, I didn't eat him. But outside of that, I've also been playing a lot of Pokemon Go because I've been going on a lot of walks. Because mm -hmm. um, I moved to where we actually have quite a few like parks around and stuff, so I've been like walking in those parks, and I've gotten so much cool stuff on Pokemon Go. Um, and the other day I actually walked for the spotlight hour and I got a lot of Pokemon really quick. So that's been fun, but that's been like all I've been playing. But I'm hoping to get back into gaming more now that I'm actually settled in my new place. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And we will be talking plenty about Pal World, unfortunately. <laughs> so, for yeah. good and for bad. <laughs> all right, for, for better and for worse, mainly for worse. And yes, we will be addressing that issue, which there is much to discuss on that issue. But first, Will, what about you? What have you been playing? So I haven't more or less playing a lot of things, just like preparing for um for by the time you're listening to this, Yakuza Eight uh, Infinite Wealth. So I have kind of been touching on the demo again, for uh, yeah of the game. But uh, for, for right now, the mo surprisingly the one game that I actually kind of tackled in my backlog, which I'm surprised I haven't done sooner, was um Persona Five Tactica, and uh, yeah, like the best way I can probably describe the game is like. It's very, it's very similar, close to um, uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, or uh, like if anything else, uh, like the one thing I really do appreciate about this game is like, is like yes, it is very similar to any to any tactical game. It's very XCOMy, all that, but the fact that like you can act, there's a lot more free range movement, and like to to even like really strategize. It reminds me of that of oh, like, the Mario and Rabbit's uh, Kingdom Battle games. It's just. And of course, naturally, like the the humor, just like the quick wittiness, and like I just, I recently just finished up the first, uh, well, quote unquote, palace of yeah. of, of the game, and yeah, I, I'm surprised I haven't really that I haven't gone through this thing earlier. But it, yeah, it basically, if you want Persona, Persona, and just want, want something to spin off, or just like wait until. Uh, obviously, at the another game, Persona Three Reload, which is coming out next week, then uh, yeah, pr pr probably Persona Five Tactica is something to like keep you on hold to get you that Persona Five Persona fix for the time being. <laughs> but um, yeah, Persona Five Tactica so far has been pretty good. I I'm thoroughly enjoying my time. I actually it actually took took over my week my weekend for a little bit. So yeah, uh, Persona Five Tactica that's what I've been generally playing for the most part. But afterwards, it's. It's, again, mostly quiet. Again, we're heading into the gaming season now. Yakuza 8, Infinite Wealth, the next week, Persona 3 Reload. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting ready for this weekend <laughs> to just like plop down, play my video games, play Yakuza 8, and then after that, it is Persona time, baby. It's Persona time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, Scott? All righty. So most of my game time this week has been spent on a game that I recently reviewed, which was the Nintendo Switch port of Neptunia Sisters versus Sisters, which if you've 
been following games I've played. I also played the PlayStation version and the PC version last year. <laughs> but it's now out on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. It's officially mm-hmm. now a Nintendo Switch game. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you review such culture titles there, <laughs> Scott. I know so Will must be so proud. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Neptunia has been going a lot less culture-esque and a lot more comedy satirical route lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's also because they try to keep all their titles the same type of content because they don't like having multiple versions. Um, because if you followed a lot of the PS3 to PS4 kind of transition, you notice that a lot of the developers in Japan had to start censoring certain stuff when it came to America. Mm. Which I know that they did it mainly for the ESRB and all what was allowed there, and PlayStation is also very finicky to make sure that everything is exact and how they don't want to have any kind of controversy in that kind of regard, which on it, ironically is also controversy in itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That kind of versions. <laughs> But anyways, uh, it, the Nintendo Switch version is what I'm going to say is the definitive version of Neptunia Sisters versus Sisters, even though it's going to be coming to Xbox in April. It's not going to be the definitive version because Nintendo Switch has two new characters that I honestly thought should have been playable in the beginning, <laughs> but I'm glad that it's playable now. That just sucks that we don't get like DLC for the other versions of the game that allow us to play as those characters, but that's a whole other topic. Either way, <laughs> it, it's actually really good on the switch um the only issues that i had with the game on switch is that it takes a little bit longer for loading and because the transition is supposed to be seamless instead of having loading screens it just has a blur before the battles take place which is actually kind of humorous but it does get old after a while (laughs) of getting to a combat hitting someone to initiate combat then waiting for the blur to go back get from blurry to normal and then fight some more because on uh ps5 and pc those battle transitions are seamless you attack and instantly goes to the battle on the switch it takes a little time to load which i mean it's fine they did pretty decent for the what they were going for and honestly it runs really well especially in like even the bigger areas because it is one of the first i guess mainline ish entries that allow you to actually travel to planetune which is one of my favorite reasons why i like this game (laughs) Pretty much the only ways you could actually do anything in Planetune in Neptunia was if you played like some of the uh, spin-offs that had certain aspects of Planetune playable. Like sometimes they had to give you like a street or two. But this one you can actually travel all over Planetune and actually go into the planet tower. And I know nobody's going to understand that if they haven't played Neptunia, but it's mm-hmm. like the main area of the game that matters because it's where Neptune and Nepgear live is in Planetune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually you just have like forests and jungles and stuff you get to travel to fight and you don't actually get to go into the city. But yeah, that's pretty much been most of my time. This is my uh, fourth playthrough <laughs> through Neptunia. <laughs> sisters versus sisters. And I have a feeling that uh, in April I'm going to have my fifth playthrough going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Uh, as for me, I have, of course, had a big week, much like the last week where I played NDA Redacted Title. And I've gotten very far at NDA Redacted Title. And I, I, as I was telling the guys before the show, I had NDA Redacted Comment I cannot speak about. So yeah, it's been a big week. <laughs> yeah, I really can't talk about this. Like, it's, it's killing me. And I guarantee you, let's see. No, I can't talk about it. Wait, maybe I can't. I could talk about it next show. 
Yeah, next shall. Next anything. shall I will, and I will be. I will go first. I will sing it from the mountaintops, <laughs> baby. Because by the time you actually hear it, it'll be on the day the game comes out. Wait a minute. That if the game comes out on February second, that only narrows it down to two games that it could possibly be. Gee, I wonder which one I played. <laughs> so yeah. But I uh, I have not put as much time into it uh, this past week as I did the week before because of various life circumstances, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm still I put 60 hours in. That's pretty good, though. That uh, is a lot of time for two weeks. It's it's so, yeah, I know. And, like, again, if, th if this, like, let's just say alternate universe, like, the game had just come to me, like, say, today or tomorrow, and I had to try and play through it, it would have been like the worst time because I, I would, <laughs> no, I'm serious, because at the beginning of my month, I get hit with a certain amount of work, and like, that's my focus. Like, I have to get that work done so I can relax the rest of the month. So my time would have been like extremely limited, like maybe an hour or two a day if I was lucky, versus what I've done the last two weeks, which I can play like sometimes two, three hour bursts of it. Uh, like today, I've played it for like, two two and a half hours yesterday was a couple two and a half hours or so and then like on saturdays i can do like six seven hours because i have the time i would have i would have been in like over 60 plus 70 hours if i didn't have football curse you american football <laughs> how dare you have good playoff games also buffalo bills you have my sympathy <sighs> that game had everything and then it ends on wide right are you kidding me i was almost in tears <laughs> i was almost in tears um yeah, that was that was that was definitely a game. And then go Lions. Nice job, guys. Very happy for you. NMC North. We are the North. So uh, I I've also been playing Faye. Uh, I'm I'm really sick of, of power creep. I am so sick of it. Like, <laughs> there's like five or six characters that when they show up on the map, I go, oh crap, it's gonna take you forever to beat these guys. And it is. It's like it's Rhea. It's Gregor. It's um, Alcrest. It's uh, uh, Lucia, like she's really boss, and I'm like I don't mind tough characters, but it's like when they're emphatically broken and takes like everything in my army of level forty plus characters of really good stats and abilities to take them down. It don't make sense, and I hate it. I'm just trying to get enough points to get orbs. Gosh dang it, it shouldn't be this hard. So, but yeah, aside from that, I've been playing NDA Redacted Title. So I will definitely be thrilled to shout the name of NDA Redacted Title next week it's it's yeah it's it's hard <laughs> if, if i didn't have this podcast to actually talk about it with everybody like before that before we record i would be like i'm dying here <laughs> i need to talk to someone about it yeah just throw that mel blanc uh, clip like oh i'm dying here yeah anyway so i i will i will happily fill my guts next week because i will be the review will have been published and I will be able to sing quite loudly. So be, pre be prepared. <laughs> be prepared, Faith. Be prepared. Be oh, prepared. I'm prepared. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping someone would get that reference. <laughs> One of the best Disney songs. And by Jeremy yes. Irons. Like, right gosh, that guy can. Oh, so good. Uh, all right. Now, I'm actually kind of glad that that. What have you been playing? Some segment went a little quickly, especially since I couldn't talk about NDA Redacted Title. Um, because there's been so much news this week. Yep. My yep. gosh. And, like, I'm not mad about that. It's just there's a lot to talk about. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, 3DS Wii U.
Sure. Let's talk about that. Because the official online services for the 3DS and Wii U are ending on April 8th. Yeah, so you got a couple months left, which is actually appropriate because Faith finally got a 3DS. And now she has to rush to get, <laughs> rush to enjoy it before, you know, everything shuts down. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was eventually common of this thing, but the fact that now, yeah, 3DS and Wii are basically going to be almost rendered obsolete unless you got, like, physical games. Again, you can't play online, you can't play Smash Brothers, only local local wireless is like, wow. Like, I get it. You're getting ready for the next thing for, for hopefully for Nintendo Switch or Switch successor, but yeah, now to know that these old systems won't have internet support is like, uh, it, it was part of it for so long. It's like, geez. <laughs> yeah. So if you or Faith uh, wants to do something online with the 3DS, you, uh, you have only a few months left. So don't waste time. Yeah, which I got mine knowing that I was going to buy physical games because I'm not really into that whole, you know, homebrew stuff. You're not pop, into pop, the whole pop. digital mm -hmm. future? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> which I actually bought um, my first physical game. I got, um, it hasn't come in yet, big sad, but I got um, Pokemon, was it Ultra Moon? Oh, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm excited. I got it brand new, unopened, for only like 30, to 30 bucks. Not bad. Yep. Yeah. All right. So now going to the near future, lady, gentlemen, it is almost February. And you know what that means. My birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it also means it's time for Nintendo Switch. Sorry, Nintendo Direct Reverse. Hooray! Oh, Hooray! <laughs> now, I saw one tweet that I want to personally call out because it is arguably the most accurate reporting I have seen in a long time. And I'm going to read it word for word. Hold on. <clears throat> Rumor. A Nintendo Direct will most likely happen this year. Yeah. Such, such integrity. <laughs> such dedication to actual journalism. It's inspiring. Really. So, but yes, there is a, more than likely, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct next year. Or, dang it, next month. Uh, let's, let's I mean, there'll probably be one next year, too. Yeah, probably will be. <laughs> I, I would, I, I, can we make that part of my Nintendo Direct? <laughs> <laughs> the first round pick, I see there will be a Nintendo Direct in 2025. Uh, so, but what will be shown? Well, there's been plenty of rumors, including guests, Nintendo Switch successor rumors about what might be coming. And for the direct specifically, I want to point to one insider who correctly predicted something that was revealed in a trailer. We'll talk about it a little bit later. And he said, here are four things you can look forward to that will be a part of the content in the February Nintendo Direct. Number one, Metroid Prime 2 Remaster. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, remember, we got that announcement for the first one last February, and it was a shadow drop, and it just happened to be one of the best-reviewed games of the year. So, yeah, I could see them dropping number two, say, hey, if you like that last year, here's number two. So, we'll, we'll see. The second thing is Fire Emblem 4 Remake. If you don't know the chronology, Fire Emblem 4 is Genealogy of the Holy War, which is a game I have been begging for a remake of. I don't, I mean, yes, I want to see, you know, Sigurd get burned alive by Meteor. It's a weird thing to want, but, you know, 
it's impactful. <laughs> Sometimes some people want to watch the world burn. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I get to this one, and I won't just uh, credit this guy, but lots of people have said that a genealogy remake has been in the works. Hopefully, it's true because there's still three three Fire Emblem games that were only released. No, four Fire Emblem games that were still re have only been released in Japan: Mystery of the Emblem, Genealogy of the Holy War, Thracia Seven Seven Six, and Binding Blade. We got Blazing Sword, not Binding Blade. So yep. we still we still need some more. So, but this will be a good start. Number three, Donkey Kong, a new Donkey Kong game to celebrate the 30th anniversary. Okay, yes, please. And no, Mario versus Donkey Kong doesn't count. That's a re that's a remake master. That that's not a new game. Okay. So uh, DK is long overdue for a new Switch title. I'm I'm actually stunned we haven't gotten a new one given the success of Tropical Freeze on Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I assume like yeah, after all these years we've been waiting for, I, I'm pretty sure they have cooked up something pretty good. So yeah. I think the, the wait probably will be worth it. Let's hope so. Uh, and then finally, according to this rumor, there will be remakes, more remakes, more remakes. Why? Uh, of Legend of Zelda. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I would love this because I was a big fan of Oracle of Seasons and Ages when I was a kid. I got both the games. They're both fun. I totally had a crush on Nehru because she had blue hair. And I had a type. I still have a type. I would love to meet a blue-haired woman and marry her. I'm just saying, ladies, hi. How you doing? <laughs> How would you like to date a, a somewhat delusionally famous podcast host you know now is your time <laughs> all you need is blue hair and like nintendo i mean that's that's a low bar i'm just saying i got no game but uh i would love these remakes because i would i would be curious about the visual style like would they do a link's awakening style or would they do something different like that would be my biggest question i wouldn't mind the link's awakening style personally I wouldn't mind it either per se, but I would want it to be at least a little different. Yeah. You know, because I mean, Seasons and Ages had its own flair to it. Like, if you look yes. at, if you look at both those games, they ha they kind of had a much darker tone in terms of, like the storyline and everything, like with the tower and with Onyx and everything. Um, so there's many ways they could do it, but and apparently it's gonna be made by Grezzo. Uh, hmm. Who's Grezzo again? I I know they've worked on stuff. Um, also, look it up. Grezzo. First of all, who'd you come up? How'd you come up with that name? Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, they're behind a lot of the remakes. Uh, they, oh, they did Ever Oasis. They were behind the 3DS uh, Majora's Mask in 2015. Tri uh, they did Triforce Heroes. That's interesting. So yeah, they're they're established. They're established. So now, yes, once again, <laughs> rumor. <laughs> Take everything of these rumors with a grain of salt. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but if if they if this this quartet now they, they said this is just part of it, which I hope that's true, because as people have started to finally realize, even though we've been blasting it for the mountaintops uh, over the last several weeks, the only games we know about for the Switch in 2024 is Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Princess Peach Showtime. Luigi's Mansion 2 HD and and for Mario Thousand Year Door remake remaster whatever, that's it. Kind of need a little more than that. Yeah. These would help, even though there are plenty of remakes attached. So, you know, something better than nothing in this case. Mm -mm. I mean, they gotta open the show with something. Yeah, yeah. like yes, unfortunately, it, 
at, at the moment right now. 2024 is looking pretty meager at the moment right now, but you never know what the like if they're gonna release something in the summer, of yeah. course. I mean, yeah. sure, maybe they're they're doing that whole same old Nintendo strategy. I forget. <laughs> like, okay, show off a little bit here first, and then wait for the big load in like in the middle of the year. Who knows? Possibly, possibly. Then again, last year had a huge first five months. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. So, but we can't expect that every year. That even, <laughs> even we have to admit that's unfair. That All is right. very unfair, and it yeah. should no other. I mean, pretty much no company should be brought to that standard. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and hey, isn't that ironic that, you know, last year it was Nintendo that had a big, big start, and then this year it's the other companies. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> Nintendo did big releases like every month. Let's do that for the first couple of months. Let's just cram them into the <laughs> first six weeks of the year, five weeks of the year. Even. So Yeah, I don't eight. need all my JRPGs in three weeks, but yeah. apparently <laughs> all the publishers have decided that February is JRPG month. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You will get it and you will enjoy it. Um, I only have so many games. I can spend 100 hours in it a month. Yeah. All right. So, but again, we, we more than likely are going to get a direct in February, but it's impossible to know what Nintendo will want to show, what they will show, and everything in between. So please just take it slow. <laughs> let's, just enjoy, let's just enjoy what happens and hopefully be very, very surprised. Hopefully. <laughs> Please give me a genealogy. I'm not asking for much. I just want to see Sigurd learn. That doesn't make me evil. It just makes me a sadist. Got laugh. Better. Like, please. Like, I'm a sadist. Yes, I am, actually. But that's not the point. Um, you want to know who's not a sadist? Princess Peach. <laughs> that's that first segment. Uh, Princess Peach Showtime actually got a new trailer the other day. And it revealed a couple things. First and foremost, we got to see two more of the uh, costumes that Peach will get to don for her special stage. What do you want to call them? Stage battles? Stage events? Yes, they, yeah, stages. Yeah, little play stages. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, remember, she's in a theater, and she has to don the outfits for the various stages to get through and beat monsters and whatever. And the two we got revealed in the new trailer were Shinobi Peach. So, Ooh. yes, we have a Princess Ninja, as, as Will noted on our Discord. How is that not an anime? Like, think about it. Princess I Ninja. Know. I mean, come on. It's, <laughs> it's in the, the title alone, but sell. I'm pretty sure there probably is one that I'm not aware okay. of, so probably. I, I don't know. I will, that's why God made Google. Let's do it. Princess Ninja. Ooh, it's a Sega game. Print, that it, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's called, or it's Ninja. It's called Sega Ninja. It's weird, but it's also called Ninja Princess. So, yeah. Yeah, here we go. It was called Ninja Princess in Japan, but became Sega Ninja in the West. Gee, that says so much. <laughs> How dare a woman be a ninja? They're called How they're, dare. they're called Kunichis. Like, watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Gosh dang it! Hash, shout out to Karai and April from the uh, Nickelodeon version. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was Prince, and then there's Princess Ninjas, which was a story and illustrations by Dave Franchini about three princesses who have martial arts powers. Okay. <laughs> they also had a turtle bear. Whatever the heck that is. Okay, Something sorry. Something all right. But still, like, if there's not a pure anime called Ninja Princess or Princess Ninja, that, there you go. I just gave you your idea. And Faith, why are you posting on Discord while we are doing the podcast, woman? Focus! <laughs> oh, I didn't think you would see that right now. This I am on the- uh, we can all see that, Faith. We see everything. I have to multitask or otherwise I can't stay focused. Says, uh, I can make so many jokes here, but I will not. Uh, wow. 
Yeah, wow. But yeah, wow. we got we got Shinobi Peach, and then we got Cowgirl Peach. Woo! Yeah, which is not appropriate because I just did a Woody line. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, which would make her Jesse, obviously. Uh, and Jesse was awesome, just to be clear. Uh, but yeah, so that's two. That's five outfits. No, yeah, five outfits. And you combine that with Detective Peach, uh, Cook Peach. That sounds wrong. And uh, uh, Martial Arts Peach. No, oh, Kung Fu Peach. There we go. Kung Fu Peach. And then as Faith noted, they're also going to be doing special Princess Peach themed Joy-Cons that will be coming out the day of the game's release. They're yeah, pink. Joy-Cons. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that, that's how themed they are. They're pink. Such I know, effort. I want them. Yes, she does. I know, but it's like, yeah, you could say they're just pink Joy-Cons, but also they've never done matching pink Joy-Cons. It's always been one pink and like something else. Like they did, what was it, pink and the pastel green, and they did the pink. And... Yeah, the Animal Crossing. Yeah, light pink and pastel green and uh, like the uh -huh. uh, like switch of colors. They rarely have to come in one one set color like mm -hmm. Mario or the, the Zelda blue Joy-Cons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's cool to actually see a full pink one. And it makes me happy because when I had, I still have like the old DS Princess Peach game and I always had a pink DS. So I'm like, I kind of want to get the pink Joy-Cons just to keep the thing going. So I think it's cool that they did that. Aw, she wants them to match. What a peach. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I, I made that joke. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just remember Princess Peach Showtime arrives on Nintendo Switch on March 22nd. So definitely go. I think I think this will be a surprise hit of the year. Not just because it's the only original game we know about right now. <laughs> it's like shows what, how much faith they have in it. How much <laughs> how much faith they have in it? <laughs> Interesting choice of words. Uh, all right, this next one I will leave over to Will because we're talking about a Hall of Fame induction for a famous musician or composer. Will, take it away. Yep, so in case you haven't heard already, uh, the the famous creator uh, musician uh, Koji Kondo, who probably you recognize for making Mario music, has been inducted in the uh, mu Music Hall of Fame, uh, one of the Hall of Fames that out in the industry. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much is the news, that yeah, Koji Kondo is inducted in the Music Hall of Fame, generally. It's... I mean, who who else? What pretty much pretty much in the name of big names? I don't know, like Elvis. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> hold on, Just calm down. The, the reason this is significant is because he's the first video game guy mm -mm 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 -mm. inducted into this particular Hall of Fame. So that is why it's newsworthy. And hey, congrats to him. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like if you don't recognize the Mario tune already, like you've been living under a rock. I'm sorry. So, uh, let's see. It's the Dice Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Dice Hall of Fame. Thank the you, Dice thank you. Hall of Fame. So there you go. So yeah, congratulations to Kondo. Thank you for all the music you have blessed us with over the years. All right, next up is something that, okay, it, it hurts to talk about this, but we kind of can read between the lines in terms of where it's going to go. Um, let's talk about Persona 3 Reload. Because this game, from the outset, we are all like, oh, it's totally going to come to Switch. And there was even that like glitch where it was the trailer said it was coming to Switch, but it wasn't. And then it was like, nice. we were waiting for so long to hear, when is it coming to Switch? And then we finally got our answer. It's not. Because they said, the, uh, the people at uh, Atlas basically said, we never really considered it to come to Switch. They're not ruling it out that it couldn't, but it wasn't like their priority when they made the title. First of all, that's consulist. 
<laughs> is that a word? Can I make that up? Uh, but yeah, he said there's an idea for the Switch port, but it's not... They haven't uh, conceptualized everything, basically. They, they said, we'll see what happens. Uh-huh! Will, would you like to translate that, please? Uh, translation, Switch successor. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Like, I'm surprised Alice haven't even, like, got the, the message. I mean, again, we had Persona 5 Reload. Reload. We had Persona 4 Golden. They brought in Persona 3, uh, Persona 3 Portable to the Switch. You, you would not think that it's going to become... You, you want to bring another Persona game uh, well, to the Switch? I well. mean, sure, if you want more power to come to the next console, fine. But you should have already got the memo or, I don't know, the the millions of fans out there, of Persona fans out there, that want this game on Switch. Yeah. For the record, for apparently the record. you didn't get you didn't clue. I don't know, feel the aura of the fans. Jeez. Ah, for the record, Will, you said Persona Three Reload instead of Persona Five Royal, but I digress. This is why I'm the host. But yeah, I, I, I was kind of like yeah, yeah, Persona Five, uh, yeah, Royale, and then like, the enunciation. The other has always been very funny. Breathe, for, Will, Persona breathe. Five, Persona Five Royal, yeah, Persona Three Reload and Portable, and then the Persona Four Golden. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a yeah. So, wonder what the Persona 4 remake's gonna be now. <laughs> uh, <boy. laughs> yeah. But yeah, so basically we're ba we're all reading the same line here, where the game is going to be more than likely coming to the Nintendo Switch successor. Fine, be that way. I don't see the big deal here, like going off of the trailers and the gameplay videos that have been online from like the advanced copies and such. Um, it doesn't seem like it's much different from persona 5 royal and i played that game for 110 hours and it played flawlessly on the switch and you're telling me you couldn't do that same for for reload like i get it if you want to dedicate it to you know the switch uh successor that's fine but i would say you'd get more sales by putting it on the switch right now and, yep. and wasn't it them who said a while ago that they wanted the next persona game to make millions in its first like month or so well here you go <laughs> now's the time yeah, put, put <laughs> nintendo the switch is a place <laughs> so. yeah what's that we put we put it on the switch and actually sold a lot of copies we didn't see that coming oh yeah who would have thought that something that has over 100 million you know devices out there in the wild could actually get people to buy games on it yeah not not faith because she's still typing a discord no i'm not yes I'm you are twitter. i'm on twitter <laughs> I can see you <laughs> talking to Keith right now. I already finished what I was saying to him. I have nothing more to say to Keith now. Uh-huh. I'm on Twitter looking at what people did today. That's even worse. <laughs> I'm still listening. Uh-huh. Wow. All right. But uh, definitely, uh, we'll definitely keep you posted on that. And I'll, I'll say this. If they are doing the Switch successor, I would be... I would say it's a very fair bet to think this could be a day one release. A lot of people, yeah, uh, yeah have guessed that. Like, yeah. It, because it, once we know like the sales of Persona 3 uh, Reload from the other consoles, like surely uh, like Nintendo will want to like, okay, you brought all the other Persona games aside from 1.1 and 2 to Nintendo Switch, uh, to a Nintendo console. Come on, now let's bring the recent one to the next console. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's pretty much in the cards. It's just yeah. waiting for it. And if Scott's uh, Nintendo draft prediction was correct, and this comes out in the no November or December, that's plenty of time to get the port rolling on whatever specs you need to for the Switch successor, which, again, we don't know what the specs are. 
Those are just rumors. Could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs> it could be more powerful than the Xbox Series X, which would make Phil Spencer even more inferior than he already is. Eight! Eight! Insult! I am on fire! It's only the fourth week in January. How is it the fourth week in January? I don't know. Uh, it's actually the third. But still. But uh, yeah, we... For all intents and purposes, it's not coming to Switch. It sucks. I don't like it. I would love to play this on Switch if I got the game. So, say la vie, I guess. Yes, I still have four. I haven't beaten it yet, and, and you know I, I will eventually. But at least I have fond memories of five. I don't know why four was. I seriously don't know why four was considered the best one. I mean, it's good, but you know I liked five a lot more. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about a, a topic that'll force Faith to talk. Because we're talking about PAL World. Yay! <laughs> now, just to be clear, we're going to be talking about this a lot more in our main event. But the big thing we're talking about right now is the sales of it. We'll talk about that lightly. And then the controversies behind it. Now, sales-wise, the game sold, like, multiple millions in, like, three days. It technically sold more in three days than Marvel Spider-Man 2. Yeah. It also, on Xbox, surpassed daily users and surpassed um, Fortnite. Yeah, and on Steam, it had uh, like one a, a massive turnout uh, oh, for its first time. few days. So I can't remember the number. I didn't. I didn't save the chart because I am not a heathen who played <laughs> this game, unlike apparently millions of others. Yeah, it has like a, like two million concurrent users on there Steam at one time. There so it, it was huge. Yeah, it's, the only thing that has surpassed it in terms of like peak concurrent game time is PUBG, which was a hum other humongous game that was on during launch. Yeah, and, and to be clear, even for Steam, like 2 million users concurrently on one title, that that's rare. Yeah, like, that's really rare. rare. Now, the first thing I want to address here is that a lot of people are saying this is a Pokemon killer. Stop it. Get no. some help. No, no. It's not I'll even on the Switch. You can't kill Pokemon. There you go. Nah, okay, nah, nah. so first of all, yes, this is successful. No one can deny that, not even I. I want to, but I won't. Uh, the second thing here is to remember, the game was 30 bucks. Yeah. Like 30, 35 bucks, which is basically half the price of most next-gen, current-gen titles, including Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. So that was I probably a lot, or was really enticing to people. And I do believe it was on Xbox Game Pass, right? Yes, yes, So it is. that also probably helped with this numbers. Not with the sales numbers, because that was different. But, you know, when you, when you get a game that feels fresh in any way, and you can get it for, like, 30 bucks versus 60 to 70 you're probably going to take a chance on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, But it's not a Pokemon killer. It, okay, I, we, this is legit, folks. Keith, our own boss, asked us... If Pal World had actually surpassed Pokemon sales numbers, <laughs> saying has a Pokemon, he literally, literally, literally asked, has any Pokemon game done the sales number of Pal World? And I'm like, Keith, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold 10 million in three days <laughs> combined. So even a if you lot take... of Pokemon games have surpassed mm. its sales. Yep, emphatically, yep, 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 yep. emphatically, Sun and Moon, and then uh, uh, Scarlet and Violet alone. <laughs> Well surpassed. Yeah. All right. And even if you like split them up and say, okay, that's five million a piece. Yeah, that's five million for one game. Heck, Pokemon Legends Arceus sold, I believe, five over five million in three days. So, yeah, yeah Pokemon's doing just fine. Thank you very much. So that's that's the first thing. Congrats to Pal World. Yada yada yada. The other the the thing though we need to talk about right now and technically debunk as of right now 
is the controversies behind it. Because there were a lot of, let's call them eccentric Pokemon <laughs> fans, of which I am not a part of. I am not a part of this group. All right? I'm making that very, very clear here. Um, that claimed that the team behind Pal World uh, were using either copies of Pokemon models or were using AI generative art, which is not illegal, but, you know, bad taste, um, to make their pals, which they're, what they're called in the game are pals. So uh, Keith actually posted a tweet on this because this was getting bad. Like, even for me, this was getting really, really bad. Like, yeah, there were being on Twitter the first, like, two days of its launch was just disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. were, there were death threats sent to the, to the dev team. Not cool in no. any metric. All right, that is not cool at all. All right, and then one person, uh, TTV Palmer, noted it has been proven that Power World was not made with AI and was not made with stolen assets. In fact, if you look at how the models are one-to-one, Twitter user later admitted to scaling them to fit. Y'all couldn't find a legitimate reason for anger and fabricated it. End quote. Um, yeah, again, that's that's just one source. I don't know just how expansive this has been, but at present, it doesn't look like this game was made with AI, nor was it with stolen assets. And the Pokemon Company, just to dive quickly into the next topic, uh, the Pokemon Company actually released a statement about this because they had gotten apparently a bunch of complaints about Pal World. (laughs) They were sent to the Pokemon Company so that they would investigate this. And they said, we will look into this because we did not, you know, give permission for copies of our models and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, so this is definitely something I haven't seen before. Because there are a lot of, you know, monster capture titles out there. Yeah. You know, Digimon, Monster Rancher, various others. But this is the first one I've heard, like, actual copyright infringement claims. So that's new. Yeah, it's kind of insane. (laughs) Just a little bit. Now, I did see one video, and I'm not saying this is proof. I did see one video where they actually compared the Pokemon to the Pals, and there are quite a few that look really close to Pokemon. Like certain legendaries, Lucario has a basically a clone in Pal World, and this is where you know copyright law gets really complicated because there's a difference between copying and parodying. Yep. All right, and that's important to note here because you can make a parody of something, and as long as you don't tiptoe the line too far, you can get away with it. All right. That's why there's things like Digimon and Monster Rancher, because they're not the same things. Like Digimon and Pokemon are emphatically different. All yeah. right. And core and concept and story, everything. If for no other reason, Digimon talk. Like, <laughs> okay, <there's, laughs> like and I'm talking like Pikachu, I choose you, or movie, you know, Pokemon choose they you. They have full on conversations. Yeah, they, they don't have, just have a hallucination where Pikachu says, I love you. It was, and it was like the creepiest thing ever. Um, like, no. Uh, but this is this is different, potentially. Now, could it be that they did use AI? Possibly. This this team actually did use AI art for a previous title called Pocket Tactics or something like that, and they did use AI there. Like they admitted it, and you know that's again, it's not illegal. It's just bad taste. So, for now, we cannot judge Pal World on the basis of stealing or AI usage. I can judge it for other things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll happily do that, Faith. You hear me? Damn! <laughs> yeah. yeah. But for right now, do not judge this game basically based on the fact that it's selling well, doing well, being well received by critics and fans, and people are enjoying it. 
I don't like this game for certain other reasons that I will get to in the main event. It has nothing to do with the fact that this is rivaling Pokemon, if you can even call it that. All right? So it's a, a whole completely different demographic and a different sphere of gaming. So it's yeah. not really a rival. No. <laughs> Again, it's a, it's a parody or an extension if you want to go that far. All right. Like Faith noted earlier in her, what was she been playing? You can actually die in this game. <laughs> and your pals can die. Yeah. All right. I mean, there's guns in this game. Yeah. Guns, <laughs> like the sweatshop, slavery. Yep. You can eat the pals. I wasn't joking about that. And Faith has admitted that she's done it. <laughs> Wow. I do want to note something, though. Everybody's attacking it for being a lot like Pokemon, but also, I loaded the game up while I was in the room with Justin, and he pointed out something that I can't get out of my head now. He was like, man, this looks like a Zelda knockoff. <laughs> and I sit there and I keep looking at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then the little chimes and music that you hear do sound a lot like Zelda. I mean, yeah. they definitely take a lot of cues from like Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Tears of the Kingdom, if anything else. But it's also like, I, I personally believe it, it basically takes a lot of things from survival games like Rust and such. And, and that's very possible. Mm, maybe. And, maybe. And, don't, and don't forget, Genshin Impact is totally a Legend of Zelda ripoff. Bah! And it's but, been like yeah, a, even the developers like they, they, for Genshin Impact developers said like they're tired of that comparison. Like, yeah, too bad they did. They admitted it. The only reason that it's made a billion dollars is because of their culture. <laughs> the culture will. You're saying Zelda needs more culture? <laughs> no, we don't. Need more uh, we Zelda don't have a lot of culture already. Thank you. Okay, we got we got Midna and Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom Zelda. We we got culture. All right. And, uh, and yeah, but now uh, Tears of the Kingdom Py uh, Pyra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Pyra. Py no, not Pyra. Pyra, 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 and don't forget Mifa. Like the yeah. the best the best part. And don't forget about the Gerudos. Oh, yeah, Garuda, yeah. They I exist. Mean, I mean, Urbosa <laughs> and the Bodyguard. I mean, dang. All Garudas. All Garudas. Well, I mean, some are, there, there are always some better than others, Well, That's just that's how the culture works. So, <laughs> so, but again, please, for the love of all, it's holy. I don't mind you defending Pokemon and the Pokemon Company, despite their many, many, many flaws that we're just about to talk about. But <laughs> seriously, do not send death threats. Do not needlessly bash this game. And don't make stuff up. That makes us look bad. Us as a Pokemon community. All right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that like you should actually be flattered. Yeah. Think about it. Pout World is trying to do something to, you know, stir up the community, which they've clearly done. It did, it did, it did. Yes. And this, this means that they were so either in love or intimidated by the Pokemon franchise that they felt they had to do these moves. Pokemon's at such a high level that something like Pout World had to show up eventually. Yeah, like, like I've been hearing a lot. Like, we'll talk more in the in the main discussion as well. But like, it's just like I've been hearing the takes is like this. This Power is the kind of game that like is basically the game that is more or less knocking on uh, Pokemon's doors. Like, are you gonna make this game or not? Like, yeah. How about make something go go a little beyond that's a beyond the kid friend like with the guns like with slavery actually capturing humans it's like yeah like actually stirring the industry Wait, like you capture oh pokemon's not gonna make this game fine we'll do it ourselves yeah and there's like, so there's bugs that allow you to capture humans as well as boss characters and that's messed up utilize it quite a bit <laughs> i won't remember that for the main event because oh i have thoughts on that <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah like Again, so as I say, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and there's obviously lots of imitation here with uh, with Pal World. So 
I know you're mad about the game's release and whatever. And hey, it's selling millions. It's not touching Pokemon. I highly doubt we're going to get PAL World red and blue and green <laughs> in the future. It could happen, I suppose. You never know. I mean, but... once Power has, like, I don't know, planes, trains, like, merchandise, that, that's what we start to worry about. At the moment right now, it's just a game. It's in its territory, so don't worry too much. Yeah, exactly. And it's an early access. There you go. <laughs> so it's doing all, and that, I mean, in, in a way that actually makes it even more successful that it's doing all this in early access. But, yeah, just don't, don't be jerks about this, please. Okay, you got, you got other things to look forward to, such as... The Pokemon Company actually listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? So here's the deal. Uh, Andy Robinson from Video Game Chronicle, one of the most established video game websites in, out there, noted that apparently the Pokemon Company has taken the response to Scarlet and Violet seriously and is acting on it for future production. That's his exact quote. So, good. <laughs> That's all you really need to say, really. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. yeah. we've, we've talked about it to death. I mean, Scarlet and Violet were incredible games, but they were bugged to high heaven. Yes. Yes. Right, Faith? Yes. Yeah. I remember when... You had to look away from Twitter for a second. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I, I remember that I had to do the whole push to talk, because if not, all of y'all can hear me breathing. Hmm. I can make a joke here, by the way. But no, I remember when we were playing, and well, there's been multiple times. One time you were riding around on the little Pokemon, and then all of a sudden your Pokemon disappeared, and you're just floating there. Yep. And then we were in the terror, the terror raid, and we just seen through the depths of the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Or uh, you know, like how we could like, like put our character models through one another. Or, uh, mm -hmm. like, uh, of course, the classic in-game storyline battle where a, a random person, like, walks through the battle with no issues. And I'm like, how did someone not notice this in QA? Because I'm a former QA guy. If I didn't notice that, I should be fired. <laughs> Which means that the Pokemon <laughs> company, not Game Freak, the Pokemon company, were al allowing such bugs. And those same bugs, including the numerous frame rate issues and other technical glitches, were totally allowed in the DLC for the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. And they, especially now with PAL World and, you know, the idea that the Pokemon Company is fallible, they can't make that mistake again. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty much, pretty much. No, they cannot. Yeah. Hopefully they actually listen to their QA, because I'm 100% sure QA probably did catch it. Yes. <laughs> and, and again, as a former QA guy, that is my job. If they said, hey, Todd, play through this through, play through the whole storyline in like a week, which I could have totally done. Uh, you know, see what you can find. I'm going to find that one bug about, with the dude walking through the battle because that's a storyline battle. Mm -hmm. That's something you have to do. And he yes. like, straight up walks in, and I would have taken a recording of the video. I would have attached it in the email and go, hey, this guy is walking through my battle, and it's a storyline battle. We need to fix that. And someone said no. <laughs> it's good enough. Yeah, it's like, oh, people won't notice that. It's a storyline battle. <laughs> people are paying attention notice. to this game. People are going to pay attention to this game. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, not, not all the people will buy it. <laughs> it's Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Also, Scott, stop typing on Discord. Um, see, it's not just Faith now. It's Scott. It's spreading. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Pokemon Company, please, please. 
you did so you did so many great things with Scarlet and Violet. The open world was magnificent. The storyline was great. The characters like Nimona. Uh, I won't stop gushing <laughs> about Nimona. She's great. Nimona but, deserves the gush. Yeah. Ah. It's she's great, but uh, not as great as Carlac, but still great. <laughs> I mean, there's levels to this. There's levels to this. Um, oh my gosh, well, how would Carlac and Nimona get along? No, don't. I don't want think about this. They but, would fight all the time. Bad fiction material. But oh, don't say fanfic. Oh no, don't say fanfic. That's 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 tempting fate. That's tempting fate. Um, but you know the storyline and being able to. I heard that laugh, Faith. Uh, the storyline and be able to like you know pick and choose you know which of the three main storylines you could do first and in what order and then the the epilogue quest where they all came together. It was so great. And then the bugs were just everywhere. And I mean, what do you think? Who do you think you are, Bethesda? <laughs> we don't need more of those inspirations. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even talking like good Bethesda, like Skyrim. I'm talking like bad Bethesda. <laughs> you know, like you know Starfield. Ah. <laughs> So, yeah, do better next time, especially with the Switch successor, which we all know the next main game is going to be on. Uh, it's going to be more powerful, which will help you with your frame rate issues and your technical glitches. But we'll wait. We will wait for, for a refined, polished title. Like we waited for Breath of the Wild. Like we waited for Tears of the Kingdom. Like we waited for Wonder and Odyssey and all these other titles that were so good. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and 2, all these great titles that came out. Because they took their time, they did them right, and they were just beautiful, beautiful games. We want that from you. Mm -hmm, we know mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> You've done it before. So do it next time, or else Pal World 2 will happen. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, no, Paloo. Electric Even more pals. Uh, boys, two pals. There you go. <laughs> so please do better. Speaking of doing better, let's talk Splatoon 3. Because another big piece of news is that the uh, Side Order DLC finally has a release date. And it's, and it's on February 22nd. Why yeah, they really try to in the fall... month of February. Yeah. The, the, yeah, I just kind of find it funny the fact the the date is 2222. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just kind of funny that fact. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, it took them. Uh, I'm pretty sure between we got we got a year between the announcement and the release. That's a bit long, Nintendo. Like I, we we did this before, but like how they announced the DLC and like its rollout was just they could have done so much better. I mean, and, and again, this part one, just going back to Ingopolis, was kind of like a waste, and then the good stuff came literally a year later. Mm. Yep. Like really. So, and I'm not saying I won't get the side order of DLC or I won't enjoy it potentially when it comes out, but you don't announce, okay, yes, you do announce things and then don't release them for years. Metroid! But, um, <laughs> by the way, happy, happy five-year anniversary <laughs> from the announcement that it's getting rebooted. Uh... Metroid Prime 4, we're speaking of specifically. It's been five years since they said, hey, by the way, we're going to have to restart it and Retro is doing it. Five years! I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's people doing something on it. I don't know what something. they're doing, but something's being done. Just destroying ideas at a dartboard <laughs> count? Because that's what it feels like they're doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's something. It's something. Here's hoping we do get, I don't know, a crumb, an image, anything after five years. Yeah. Like, uh, Here's hoping there is something out of progress. Yeah, well, the rumors from going over last week to this week continue to be that Metroid Prime 4 is almost done, if not done already, and they're just waiting for the, the announcements, whether it be for the Switch or the Switch successor. 
So I don't know. I just don't know. Oh my gosh. So yeah, but yeah, Splatoon side order, Splatoon three side order, which is where you're basically doing your uh, tower of uh, the spire of order, as it's called. You're going up to try and save Marina, and uh, it's basically what's the proper term for this? Like a roguelike. That that's what they describe it as. Yeah. Like, is if you're similar to Hades and then such. Well, from what they also showed the gameplay video of it up. So, like, and apparently the, mo the modifiers, like what you choose, it's yeah, pretty much a roguelike sense. There yeah. you go. So, be ready for that. Could be good. Yeah, like I, again, I I bought them the Ingolfus DLC, so yeah, I'll definitely be like looking forward to, this to when this comes out next month as well. And yeah, that's only six days away from another major game. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with those six days. Yes. Time. <laughs> Time, huh? Thanks for the tip. All right. Next up, okay, this one's another rumor, but it's a very interesting one that the internet kind of blew up with. So Universal Studios Orlando is getting ready to make the their version of the Super Nintendo World theme park. Awesome. Because remember, we got the one in Kyoto, I believe it is, and California with Universal Studios. And now they're going to set it up in Florida. Well, a video was posted to show that, you know, they're working on the construction. And guess who was there, everybody? It was Shigeru Miyamoto. No. Yes. And oh, isn't that adorable? And remember, he is absolutely one of the masterminds behind Super Nintendo World. And it's awesome. But wait, there's someone next to him in the video. It's H.E.A. Onuma. What Ooh. could he be doing there, we wonder? Who? Yeah. Who's that? Oh, wow. Oh no! Oh my heart! <laughs> no, 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 Fade! Please, no, don't no, do this I again. No, I probably know who it is. I just don't remember anybody's names. I know. Oh, we know. <laughs> He's the mastermind behind like the last seven Zelda games, including Breath of the Wild um, and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. First, first show back, and we already had a who is that? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that name, Todd. I, Next I, ha I have to keep it alive. I mean, uh, next you famous gonna say who's Sakurai again? <laughs> yeah, did, did no. Todd Todd beats that one in my head all the time. I oh. I have to remember. Yes, yes. I will, and I will probably post the Sakurai picture later in our Discord chat just to make sure you you remember the face of Daddy Sakurai. <laughs> he is law. Um, but yeah, now AJ Numa, the the current head of L Zelda Production, was there, and that of course leads to the question of was he there? to potentially oversee the planning of the Zelda expansion. Now, there isn't a Zelda expansion in Super Nintendo World announced. The next one, if you recall, is going to be Donkey Kong. Yep. Which is going to be coming this year to Kyoto's version and then to California, likely to Florida. But AG and Numa being there means something. And here's the big kicker, ladies and gentlemen. After rumors started to spread of what was going on, they took the video down. Aha! Uh -huh. Why would they do that if there was nothing going on? Was... Okay, like okay, <laughs> we have Mario. Good. We have Donkey Kong that we be making. Good. Again, made from the from the father of him, Shigeru Miyamoto. Then you also bring in Eiji Anuma, the father of Zelda. And Modern now, Zelda. Maybe, well, yeah, part, yeah, part. Yeah, part <laughs> Modern Zelda, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, just like okay, why bring Eiji Anuma? Maybe a Zelda thing. Oh, we, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we take this off. No appearance. Uh, yeah. You didn't see anything. Exactly. That makes it. Exactly. Like, Really? 
So again, the speculation is definitely flying that we. I mean, it's obvious that we'll probably get a Zelda expansion just because, like, remember, like, there, there is Pikmin cameos in the Mario world. You actually do see some Pikmins here and there if you, if you find them hard up, like like oh lucky lucky um uh, Mickey Mouse emblems in yeah. Disney World. So like, it, it's just a matter of time that Zelda will be added to the park because again, when you think of Nintendo, you also think of Zelda. So right. why not? Yeah. yeah, it absolutely makes sense. It was just a question of when and. If AJ Enuma was there, and in Orlando specifically, they might be saying like, "Hey, when, where are we going to put the Zelda stuff? Whether, whether it be like, say, Hyrule Castle, or the Temple of Time." I was speculating on this for another website. I'm like, "What could they add?" I thought of a really bad idea, and that's we have the Temple of Time. That's not the bad idea. We have the Temple of Time, and then we have the Master Sword pedestal, and we have like a line of like people who pull out the sword to the music. You know, da, na, na, na. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine how long that line would be? <laughs> All for like 10 seconds of fame, and then you like get to put the sword in and let the kid next kid do it. You know, I mean, I would be in that line. I would do it. But yeah, I don't know. So this isn't, again, just a rumor, just speculation, but it's really odd that AJ Anuma would be there for the theme park that has nothing to do with him currently, unless he was helping <laughs> plan what came next. And we can't prove, and here's the thing, just because we only saw this because Universal Studios uploaded the video, for all we know, A.J. Numa has been to both the Kyoto and California parks to plan out the Zelda thing there. We just haven't seen pictures or proof of that. But if he was at the Orlando one, it makes sense he had been to the other two. Just saying. It would make sense. Exactly. That's why I'm the host. I make sense. <laughs> or maybe he's just helping with Donkey Kong. No. <laughs> it, you know what? It would surprise me. Maybe, maybe he honestly hadn't gotten. To, maybe he wanted to see the construction of the park. I don't know. He, it could be a totally innocent thing, but based on the fact that they took the video down, that seems to imply there's something more going on here. Yes, there's yeah. more sus things in the making. Yeah, because if it, if it wasn't. If it wasn't anything, they could have just said, hey, guys, don't read too much into this. He was just at the park. Like, <laughs> like Miyamoto might have just invited him. Hey, AG, why don't you come with me to Orlando, and I'll show you like the construction for the next park. Yeah, sure, I got it. I'm not working on a new Zelda game right now. Yeah, take a break. No. Take a break, man. <laughs> they are. They're, they should. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, this is, I was going to say, speaking of breaks, but it's a terrible segue, because we got to talk about what's happening in the video game industry right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no jokes here, seriously. Um, there was a very startling report that I wrote about from the website today, and it was that in just the month of January, like January 2024, there have been over 5,000 job layoffs or shutdowns in terms of like workers getting laid off. And that is already over half of what happened in the entirety of 2023. Which was already a bad year for layoffs. Yeah, not that Jeff mm. Keeley will admit it. <laughs> oh, I'll get to him. Oh, he will feel my fury. But yeah, and and for the record, this wasn't just you know random rinky-dink things. This was Xbox just laid off 1,900 people because of the uh, Activision Blizzard merger, which is odd, Phil, <laughs> because you know you just paid 69 billion dollars to get them. And yet you, you know, to expand your roster, to get more people on board, to get more studios and blah, blah, blah. And yet you lay off 1,900 people because of what? Restructuring? 
Like, yeah, that like from what people told me, like uh, yeah, when it comes to mergers, unfortunately, restructuring co- does co- follow up afterwards, and that also unfortunately means firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sucks, Phil. It sucks. And then uh, another company that's actually working on the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin game, who are part of the Embracer Group, who are evil. Yeah, Embracer uh, Group sucks. They suck. <laughs> they suck so bad. I'll get to them in a second. But like, they lay off fifty percent of their staff. They're working on a brand new game right now. They let off fifty percent of their staff. That's not good. And that's just no. one of the many recent layoffs that have been going on within the Embracer Group. If you recall, Volition, the company I used to work for, they were in part of the, the Embracer Group. And they got laid off. And other studios under the Embracer group have been laid off or su- cut down because of, you know, profits and blah, blah, blah. And it's because they're a parasite. And that's just the truth. They expect, like, all this money to roll in just because they buy studios. And that's not how gaming works. No. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're in January and we're already at fi- 54, it was like 5,400 job losses with the ones from today at the time it's recording. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And uh, Riot Games, they just had some big layoffs. There was talk of Sony laying off some people from Insomniac. You know, the people who just made the super successful Marvel Spider-Man 2, the best-selling game, the first best-selling launch of the PS5 era. You know, they're getting potential uh, size cuts and all that. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. d- downsizing, that was what I was looking for. Downsizing and all that. It's scary because, you know, I still want to work in the game industry at more officially one day like i used to and it's hard to believe that you're gonna get in when you hear about these layoffs coming one after another after another it's very depressing when you look at all these people who are now having to find new jobs in an industry that's already cutting costs yeah yeah it's just sad overall and like it only kind of I only can only help or wonder how the future of the industry is gonna be. Like, it's bad enough. Like, yeah, we got this this ordeal, the the, the ongoing issue of AIs. We're going, of course, naturally with SAC Astra. We're going to Actors Union. Like, it's just a lot of things within this industry. Like, unfortunately, it really starts to pile up. Like, you wonder how. How, how can it continue on like this? Like, sure, we get like possibly great gains and all that, but at what cost? Like, is this like, and in my opinion, I feel like the, the cost is starting to become too great. Yeah. And that's just, and, and the problem here partially will is cost because games are taking so much to make. And you have to wonder if the companies are part of the problem with the cost getting so high. You know, like everything has to be an open world game now, which obviously drives up the cost. And, you know, some games are, you know, hundreds of hours, which means that's a lot more time, a lot more debugging. I'm not, we're not blasting the long games. You know, your, your Tears of the Kingdoms, your Persona 5 Royals, your uh, upcoming Final Fantasy VII Rebirths, and even the remake to a certain lesser extent. But when you're trying to make like these biggest possible games, you lose things in the process. And, that eventually means that the people who make the game were gonna, you know, potentially lose their jobs. And like like I said, there's fifty four hundred people right now potentially who are looking for a job. And I can't say with hundred percent certainty that there's fifty four hundred game industry jobs right now that need filling. And even if they are, can they say with hundred percent I saw someone tweet about this earlier, like, how am I supposed to like plan for a long-term future when I can't say for certain that my next gaming job is going to be long-term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and yes, I fully acknowledge that there are what's called them seasons in game development. 
uh, where you know certain people are laid off or put to the next project. Like with QA, I was technically on QA for Volition for three months, but they would have brought me back if certain circumstances didn't go work against me. Because they needed me, they needed me for that final push to get Saints Row the Third out. I was one of like five extra people they brought in to make sure that they found all the bugs, and I found a lot of bugs, ladies and gentlemen. That's how Keyway works, Pokemon Company. Um, <laughs> thank you, Scott. But you know, there there are times when you have to lay people off because you know their jobs are done, like the writers or certain scripting and certain programming. Or, or but usually you just go to the next project if you're one of the long term people. But when they're cutting, you know, fifty percent of the staff before a game you're working on right now is even done, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as certain people have noted online, and this felt also oh appropriate because of the timing, when the Nintendo Wii U was not doing its best and Nintendo was losing money. The late Satoru Iwata, the former president of Nintendo, he cut his own uh, salary. Yeah, salary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he cut his own salary to ensure that they didn't lay anybody off because he said, basically, if you cut people uh, for short-term profits, the morale is going to suffer, and he didn't want that to happen. So he, the president of the company, took a pay cut so that no one would be laid off, laid off at Nintendo. And all I can think of is, oh, if other companies did that. Mm-hmm. If only. Mm-hmm. And that is the <laughs> only example in this industry, like, that that we had goodwill in, in this, yeah, in this industry. Nintendo, Sotoro Iwata, like, basically took took the bullet, literally took, like, cut his own salary, like, took the bullet in order to save, save many people's uh, careers in order to... Yeah, so they don't have to worry about it. they don't have to worry worry about like their futures and actually make games for for the for the masses. Like he, he took that sacrifice and and by all means it worked out well so well for him. Again, the only sad fact is that he he was not around when the Switch released it and now it has paid off. Yep. So yeah, like uh game industry, uh how about take a page from Sorawada for Pete's sakes? Yep. Or are you st- are really that greedy? Yes, they're really that greedy, Will. Ugh. I mean, and I could just point to Bobby Kotick from Act- the former head of Activision Blizzard, thank God. But, <laughs> yeah, he, he did everything to, you know, protect his crew while, you know, basically putting down others. And that included, you know, not paying women what they were what they deserved to be paid. And, I mean, it's not like with Faith where I could just pay her in Taco Bell, you know, and just get, and get away with Ooh, that. Ooh, true, true, true. <laughs> See? I, I do love well. my Taco Bell. I know her well, okay? Um, so we need to be better. And and I'm special. And to end this particular topic, I'm sending a special message to Joff Keeley. And I'm probably going to tag him tomorrow when this goes live on Twitter so that I know he won't listen, but I'm going to do it anyway. Joff Keeley, at the Game Awards 2023, you kept saying over and over again, it was a great year for gaming when we all know it wasn't in the overall sense. There were studio shutdowns, there were games that were released prematurely and that hurt a lot of people and infuriated lots of gamers, and so many people lost their jobs. We are in the less, we are not even out of the first month of 2024, and over 5,400 people have lost their jobs. And I would bet any amount of money that by the end of 2024, there's going to be well over 10,000 people who have lost their jobs. If you do not mention this at the 2024 Game Awards, which we all know are going to happen because of your corporate overlords and everything that are paying you to make this, if you do not mention these people who have lost their jobs and the studios that have lost everything, you are a monster. You should be ashamed of yourself. 
and you should not host these awards or have any credibility in this gaming industry because these, it's not just about the games, it's about the people who make the games. So have a message at the Game Awards saying that we are so sorry for all the people who have lost their jobs or the studios that had to shut down after trying to make great games. If you do not have a message at, uh, at the Game Awards about that this year, no matter how many more jobs are lost, you have failed and you are a monster. Now, are you as big a monster as Phil Spencer? <laughs> One can, time will tell, but this is, this is not a challenge. This is a statement. You must do this. You should have done it at 2023 Game Awards, and you didn't. You were called out by a whole lot of people, including within the industry itself, and not just a, a podcast host who is not feeling very magnanimous right now. Okay? So do it, Joff Keeley. You owe it to us. You owe it to the people in the industry who have lost their jobs and are hoping to still be in the industry by the end of the year. And for everyone who hopes that they're not the next one on the chopping block. Do it. Do it. <laughs> You've been warned. Host out. Moving on. To more you have been warned by yeah. Todd Black. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a public this has been a public command by the host of the Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> Podcast, Todd Black. You have been warned. Fro shizzle. <laughs> I felt good doing that. I, I felt good. Yeah. Calling out Keely. I should make this a, a weekly thing. But I will not. Because we gotta wrap this up. We're getting we're getting close to the end here. Uh really quickly, uh Ace Attorney, Paul Justice Trilogy out now. Go and get it. Also, Capcom has said that the franchise is not ending. But what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. All right. They, they literally said that the franchise is not ending. That was the, the words of the series producer. And so does this mean that we're going to get the uh, remakes of the Miles Edgeworth spinoffs? Maybe. Does this mean that the anime is coming back? Maybe. Does this mean we're going to get Ace Attorney 7? I hope so. <laughs> Please. <laughs> But Todd, you must choose between Ace Attorney 7 and Genealogy of the Holy War. I can't choose. I can't choose. You must choose. You can't make me. I'm the host to take it. The so. flip of the coin decides. Yeah, and then it, out, then it lands like right on the edge of the coin. See, I get both. <laughs> there you go. Or you get none. That's not how it works. The, the monkey paws, you get both, but they're both bad. <laughs> well, that's a tough choice, too, because it's like, I mean, you know. At least I got them. You know? oh, okay, we're not we're not debating this. This could be a future Nintendo discussion. <laughs> Is it worth it if you get them both, but they're both bad or they're not up to your expectations? Like you know, uh, I don't know. So uh, definitely go and get this so that we can ensure that we get Ace Attorney Seven. I will be playing this after I get done with NDA redacted title. So please help support me and fellow Ace Attorney fans. We're really excited about this, and we really hope that the future is bright for Ace Attorney. No objections here. <laughs> okay, really quickly. And I don't know if Faith will be able to speak on this because she may or may not know who Sakurai is. Um, <laughs> wow! I'm yeah. personally attacked. You should be. I'm, I'm going. At, I'm going after everyone today. I've gone after Phil. I've gone after Keely, and I've gone after you. <laughs> Welcome I back. Hasn't done anything. You just asked who Ag Anuma was. <laughs> I, I mean, asking. if anything else, Faith, like, we, I get hazed, Scott sometimes gets hazed, like, yeah, I, it, we pretty much do for a hazing, if anything else, from <laughs> host. Yeah. I am asking 
for the younger audience that ah. might not know. I am portraying the younger audience that might have questions. Oh, then allow me to portray the younger audience for her, for you. Mommy, why does this co-host not know who Adrienne Noom is? Is she a new? <laughs> yes, yes, dear. She must be a new co-host. I, I, I feel so bad for you. Don't worry. I raised you right. She clearly was not. <laughs> We're, we are at the point that that, that is probably a religious reaction, unfortunately. Yeah. We are 20 years in the, in the gaming industry, so yeah. yeah. Just, and just for a record as well, uh, Kim Possible was like uh, 22 years since then. Yes. Roughly around. Yeah. So, uh, but the reason I'm bringing up Sakurai is that over the weekend, the 25th anniversary of Super Smash Brothers happened. Now, this for the record, this is the release of the original Smash Brothers in Japan. So, happy anniversary. Yep. Yep. Yay. Very loud. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> oh my gosh! So but uh, and remember, what I love to I love telling the story is that this wasn't supposed to release outside of Japan. <laughs> this was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to be an original character fighter, as Sakurai noted in one of his recent videos. Uh, recent is relative, I suppose. But uh, then they're like, no, this this will take too long. This they might not get be connected. So hey, what's throwing the Nintendo characters instead? Oh, no one will want to play that because who wants to see Nintendo characters fight each other? We do. <laughs> We're Americans, we love the bloodbath. <laughs> Humanity. Well, not even, not even Americans. I mean, come on, Japan has anime. They love seeing people get the crap beat That's out. Fair. Come on, I mean, isn't that what Dragon Ball is? It's just True, we got like yeah, literally decapitated and blown up and all that. Yes, yeah. yes, we had worse. I mean, impalement, self-destruction, arms being chopped off. I mean, that was just season one. <laughs> so, uh. But yeah, 25 years of Super Smash Brothers. Oh, how far we've come. And because of what Sakurai said about his channel shutting down, we may be on the road to the next entry. Not confirmed, but there's hope. There is hope. No hope for Faith, though. But we shall endure despite that. Wow. Ah, oh, that's a hot, that was a gasping wow. Damn, that's the new. mic didn't even pick up. <laughs> that's new. I like that. Oh. I, I've been I've been practicing my higher pitch voices for dramatic effect. I I approve. See, thank that, you. Thank positivity, you. positivity. I can I give it when it's earned. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, and finally, just doing this really quickly, the special Xenoblade Chronicles Three amiibo of Noah and Mio are out right now, and I believe Will has them. I do have them, and like, yeah, look at the details, like. Again, this is co coming from the dual pack of uh, Pirate Mitra. Like, for this thing to come to be now 40 bucks, maybe not worth on that value, but the costume it unlocks for uh, Neo and yeah, Noah and Mio, maybe. So, for 40 bucks, maybe stretching it. So, but it, it's nice. It's still nice. In the words I'm sure Faith has said about somebody over the course of her life, they are so precious, they are worth every penny. They are, they're worth it, Todd. They're worth it, Will. Can't you just appreciate their love? Like Jared Padalecki. I knew she was going to do that. I knew she was going to do that. I was about to say, like, just like she feels about Jared Padalecki, that was, that was literally my and first Stitch. thought. And <laughs> So. That's a good laugh. That was that was good. I love my Stitch impersonation. I was so mad that Death Battle didn't hire me to be Stitch. I was I was really mad. Um, but yeah, uh, seriously, go check that out. And a special art book is coming out for the franchise. They'll cover both the main game and Future Redeemed. Yep. Yep. So it only has a Japanese release date right now, but it probably will come to America eventually. So stay tuned for that. And with that.
We will now go to our main event, which, yes, is about PAL World. Yep. We can't escape it. We can't escape it for now. Yeah. I, I can see Faith smiling through the screen right now. It's She's like, we're, talk <laughs> yeah, we're talking about PAL World. She's being the gremlin over there. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, we all have a little evil in us, as I have proven over and over and over again. Um, but yes, we got, we're going to talk about just generally, why is PAL World successful? What does it really mean? Or, or as Will put it, is it just a stupid success or a stupidly successful or something like that? Uh, a plain I'm, stupid or, yes. Plain stupid or stupid success, yeah. Or both. <laughs> Why not? Uh, and we'll break this all down in a Nintendo discussion. Alright, so I want to go first because I have not played the game. I will not play the game. I have standards. <laughs> no, uh, I do, but it's, that just doesn't apply here. Um, I'm busy playing NDA protected title. Uh, <laughs> too much time. <laughs> too much time. Okay, so here's why I am not amused by Pal World. Um, first of all, obviously, I, I don't hate it because it's a Pokemon ripoff. If I hated Pokemon ripoffs, I wouldn't love Digimon. I love Digimon. Seasons one through four for life. All right. Fusion wasn't bad. I never got to finish it though. Stupid Nickelodeon. Um, but, you know, my, I love Digimon. I even, when I worked at, uh, sorry, when I was at DePaul doing my college senior course, I put in Digimon elements into a video game because I could. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is a reference I'm going to love. No one else is going <laughs> to get it, but I care. All right. So it's not that it's a Pokemon ripoff, it's just that they do things that I feel are just like, so tongue-in-cheek and they're trying to make fun of pokemon like I, I like eating the pals all right like you can eat these creatures which i kid you not i forgot to mention this Peta got involved <laughs> Peta made a statement about pal world <laughs> i kid you not and they were mad that you know you could eat the pals and they go you should all just go vegan jeez <laughs> oh, they really said that they really said that, that I, I don't know if this tops them personally coming after me for the korok abuse <laughs> which recall i did not abuse the koroks i wanted to though <laughs> but yeah Peter got involved but uh it's just like you know you could eat the monsters you can actually have them sacrifice themselves for you so that you can get away from the scarier ones you can actually poach these creatures because they're like endangered species in some cases and you can like sneak in and steal them because you can you can make them a workforce you could turn them basically into slave labor so like, I understand probably why they did these things, because they, they knew it would get attention, but I just find it kind of disingenuous. But I, I just have no desire. And then there's the guns. I mean, you're giving these <laughs> monsters guns, and it's just, like, as Keith noted, but if they have guns, why do they need special powers in the first place? I'm like, exactly, the guns are the power. <laughs> so, and, and we're not even talking, like, small guns. We're talking, like, machine guns and Gatling guns and probably rocket launchers, I'm sure. And I just... This game like holds no appeal to me, and that's fine, because it doesn't appeal to me, but it clearly appeals to others like Faith, and <laughs> so I don't know. And hey, it's successful. I would not have called that. I'm I am shocked, honestly, by the millions that have bought this game, or have just played it via like the Game Pass and such. So clearly, it appeals to somebody, and that is half the battle right there. Finding the audience for your game is literally half the battle. The other half mm. is making a quality. 
Yeah, most devs would love to have their game bought by at least a million. So when you have yes. it over that by a large yeah. margin, they are very happy. And, 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 and to be clear here, <laughs> the price point doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, if you have a $10 game, a $30 game, or a $70 game, if you have a million people buy it, that's a success. Now, it might not meet your expectations, like we've seen with Square Enix and uh, Ubisoft, because they're hacks. Not Square Enix, Ubisoft. Um, I like Square Enix, I do. Um, except for what they did with World Ends With You, right, Scott? You mean what they didn't do with World Ends With You? Exactly! <laughs> but, um, you know, there, but that's that's a business thing. This is a success thing, and Power World's been successful, and I will I will absolutely give them that. But what, based on what I've seen and heard about the game, it's just like, as a longtime Pokemon fan, I just like I, I Pokemon is better, <laughs> okay? And I've seen people say, but they do this better, and they do this better. That, that that's great, and Pokemon could do that probably better than them, the next generation, because I have I do have faith still in the Pokemon company, despite what happened with Gen Nine. So it's not for me, but I do respect that it's done enough to be successful in early access no less mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right 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 like it, it's just going back to my earlier points like as i said like could pokemon do something like better than what power has introduced for by all means they they could definitely do so like sure don't add the gun parts all that but th there's so much parts like uh, like quality of life i said less glitches actually be properly functioning like yeah, basic. If if it was as I said many times over that if it was in uh yeah Scarlet and Violet, if it, if they basically had no bugs, then by all means it, it's worthy of like the ten million sales that have done so far right now. But with Power World is like it's more or less yeah as I said imitation as it is, and from what I've seen is that people definitely enjoyed it, and of course again that the the thirty dollar price tag definitely helps out a lot as well. You're not paying like a full sixty dollar. Like like with Pokemon, uh, like uh, Pokemon, any uh, other triple A budget title, like it's only thirty bucks. So of course, people is gonna be attracted to the price tag, no doubt about that. And just like, of course, one is that cute, cute thing that the like, yes, it definitely had that same appeal, Pokemon, but it also had that other thing, other factor of cuteness. Like again, that's the reason why I got faith into faith into it, <laughs> as well as uh, many the millions, literally millions of users out there. Who like either like cute things or just want to shoot things is just like it is Pokemon with guns, it with rust, with survival, and all all that. And apparently, it does scratch that itch. As I said, uh, Todd, like it is meant for a certain audience. Like if you you can only imagine what if Pokemon indeed added the gun mechanic like oh give pokemon give guns to pokemon give firearms to pokemon oh that would be just become digimon right now but in a sense is just like that's the thing that many people have i don't know maybe just were curious like what if and power world is definitely that what if kind of game like sure you won't expect it from the official license so okay we'll take a third party license and let's we'll do it ourselves and hence the power power came to be and the numbers don't lie people just that want to have something just that that's like it definitely go breaks out of the norm which a lot of people that want and that power offered and i, I get why why people would want would take offense to that because again like oh take another ip take another idea but again th that that age argument is like what game is is and it's is original anymore like you got about to take some influences from other ips other games back at it be from five years ago 20 years ago whatever it may be like it's hard to find the things that is quote unquote original 
So you might as well like take it for what it is. And like, sure, you can definitely also don't like Power World, and that's absolutely fine. It's like it's definitely not your tea. It's like you want to be bred, like I don't know, Pokemon are loyalists or whatever, maybe. Sure, that's all up to you. And yeah, Game Explain kind of also put it, put that, put that point on YouTube. Is basically like, can we, can we all just get along? <laughs> like, it, it, it's pretty much all going to that point. I, I'll, I'll finish up my point soon. But basically, it's going to Shimigami Tensei route. Like, you want the chaos route? Do you want the order route? Or you want absolute neutrality? Like, sure, you want to defend power? Fine. You want to defend Pokemon? Fine. Or you could just like, oh, both games can exist in the same eco, uh, ecosystem, and we can. It's only better for the gamers. So so why 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 can't we just get along? And it's it's definitely interesting to see at least. And go, going back to the question again, playing stupid or 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 stupid success is in a sense it's basically both. And the the, the developers of Power World, like they 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 decided to take a, took a shot of it, and heck, it, it worked. And I I I cannot blame them. For, like for for making a great product, their success is their own, and by all means, I'm happy for them. Like, and at the same time, like you you want to hate on Power Fine, that's your prerogative. But in the end, it's just like it, it doesn't help anyone. Sure, you can critique critique of it again. No, no no game is free from criticism, but by all means, like if you're just gonna like I don't know sow the seed of discourse and like oh it's like no it should not deserve it. Like this game should not exist. Then, dude, all games c come from an idea, and they should exist one way or another. You don't have to like it, but in the end, they do have a right to exist. So, in the end, that's how I feel about the, on this whole power discourse. Like it, you may it's up to you. It's, it's like it's almost like mint chocolate. You either like it or hate it. You you don't have to like it, but it exists. So yeah, live with it. All right. Scott, I want to say Faith Valeska. She's like, played, she, I'm, no, no, she's played Power World the most. I, I, I value your opinion, Faith, on some things. So, so Scott, yeah. how about you? So I find the whole, I mean, discourse of Power World very interesting, especially with how much extremes are in the world. And it kind of gives me like the, the flashbacks of when AIR was starting to be on the rise mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, everybody mm -hmm. was going towards it going, this is AI, this is AI, this is AI. And every like art, if it had any kind of, I don't know, any kind of inaccuracies was seen as AI art. And people are still doing that, but not in the same regard. And it's similar. I think this game is one of those games that is kind of showing that where we have a lot of people claiming a lot of things because it looks similar. So they are going the AI route. And it's kind of just like, it's not just a buzzword. It's kind of just like a death sentence they try to put on something, even if it's not even like accurate. So there's a lot of times where, people were claiming something was AI art and it wasn't AI art. It was actually done from an artist who had an, you know, a human error in their art because they're not perfect artists. But I think that's in that aspect is interesting. I don't think, I think Pal World definitely took a lot of inspiration from Pokemon, <laughs> from Ark, from all these different survival games. And the server system is definitely an influence based on the Minecraft servers type of deal mm -hmm. where you just basically have one server that everyone's a part of. Well, I guess up to 32 people is a part of, but there's a lot of, you can have a lot of people in that server. But it's just like, that's how that reminds me of at least, because there's a lot of things that they put into Pal World. And it definitely seems that it was a, definitely a game that the developer wanted to have that existed, even, you know, as... You could say how shallow the concept could be. And I do think that 
anybody who has a vision or has a passion should be able to go for that vision and for that passion. But you also have to remember the moral ambiguities that can arise from if this was stolen ideas or stolen copyright or stolen infringement, mm-hmm. which right now is more speculation than actualization. Because, I mean, no one's going to say you're wrong for thinking that Power World has definite inspiration from Pokemon and designs, because that, that is definitely all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that because of that, it makes it a lesser game. I do think that it can make it a more uh, cheaply made game where a lot of these assets, especially like the mountains, the ground, the trees and stuff are definitely just like Unreal Engine 5 assets or Unreal Engine 4. But they have very similar asset libraries. I haven't looked at them too keenly. But all the there's a lot of assets in here that are just taken from that library that can be seen plain as day. And I don't think that that itself is bad, and especially when there's so many people who are having fun with this game and having the time of their life of building and creating things and being able to have fun with their pals, so to speak. (laughs) And I think that that's still like a good thing for people who want to play the game to have fun with the game. I mean, every like there is literally almost no companies in this gaming industry that have done only wholesome things for what they've done with there's always been some kind of nefarious practices because that's kind of just how we have to be in a capitalist society so trying to cut or rearrange this this game is terrible for how they're doing this or this or this is going to eventually get you into a whole pot of well almost every company out there that makes games especially triple a games have issues with how the company works especially from a moral standpoint may not be in a legal standpoint because legality almost means nothing now in morality's sake. Yeah, mora- mm. morality in the gaming industry? <laughs> How dare! Yeah. And so my personal take is Power World seems like, a, seems like a fun game for people, and it's definitely something that people have wanted from, say, a Pokemon experience of having the whole 32 world servers. I do appreciate Scarlet and Violet's four world or yeah, four person type server or ish that you can have, but you can't really do a lot with that. But the fact that you can have it is a step in the right direction. And I definitely think that power world is definitely something that we can see as people want to have more basically ability to play with their friends in a digital aspect, not just in a physical one. All right. Faith as our, let's call it power world expert. (laughs) What are your feelings on both this game and what it, and you play, of course, play Pokemon with me, and you know the past generations. So, what is, what do you feel is the true nature of what Power World truly is? Well, I'm by no means an expert yet. Give me a few more weeks. But <laughs> weeks, <laughs> weeks? No, I'm tr- I'm going to pull you out. I'm going like I'm I'm going to hit the emergency <laughs> exit button and gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but going into the game, like at first. Um, I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this per- per- the- these people are making like a fan-made Pokemon game. That's what I saw it as. And going into it, I still kind of view it that way. But it's like, as you play it more, I kind of see to where I feel like maybe it, it kind of spawned off that. Like, you know, I've seen other games like Warrior Cats, for example, that new, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, it's like, mm, 
can't remember what it was called, but it's this cat game that's kind of like Stardew Valley, but with cats. And you could very much tell that they took a lot of inspiration from warrior cats. And I kind of see the same thing here to where this is like, you know, kind of touching on, you know, maybe Zelda, Fortnite, and Pokemon mashed together into one game is how I view it. And I feel like it's kind of cool to see indie companies and developers kind of you know taking inspiration from other games and while i think power world kind of does touch a little too much on what certain pokemon look like and making the pals look way too much like certain pokemon i feel like it's a really cool take to see um just them taking the inspiration because it's like i've done the same thing like with my own books you take inspiration from other things that are very popular and you turn you, you do it your own way and i feel like it's kind of it's refreshing in a sense because you watch like for obviously i wasn't into pokemon when i was little but like todd for example or other people that were into pokemon as kids i feel like i could see todd making something like this taking something that he loved but making it different and making it you know his own thing or anybody else and i feel like that's what they did with power world and that's why i like it because i see you know looking at it from childlike eyes okay somebody that was into this as a kid made this and was like hey this is my dream of what i wanted from this and i made it and i feel like that's what i see when i look at it so i feel like that's why that's why i like it no, nothing wrong with that and you're right like i like how you said that this is like the best like fan-made Pokemon title, <laughs> and I, and I, and that actually helped soften my view on it because when you view it from that perspective, that would that wouldn't be unlike me say, oh let me get let me get a good example here like Fire Emblem. If I wanted to, which actually technically I've done like a novel I want to write, but like take an idea for a Fire Emblem plot and say like let's change this this and this and make it di slightly different. Like people say, like, oh, this kind of reminds me of, like this Fire Emblem game I played. I'll say, like, yeah, that was my source of inspiration, and they just took it in this direction. That happens all the time. Like, look at uh, look at the Orville, Seth MacFarlane. You know, like when I heard that he was doing a Star Trek thing, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Why why would he do that? And then by the time you get to like season three, it had like one of the most beautiful sci-fi episodes ever aired on television. And that's the faith you sometimes have to have. It's like say, okay, look, this might not be your cup of tea, but if you give it time, if you give it a chance. It might win you over. So sometimes you need to have these weird games. And let's be honest here, as, as I noted earlier, Pal World was always going to happen. All right? That's just the mm -hmm. truth. Pal World was always going to happen for some person, for some other company, for some other property. I mean, remember, we had multiple DigiWorld titles. Yes, they were never as big as the Pokemon games, but they had their own following. Monster Ranger had multiple titles. There were other, you know, monster-catching games and of various shapes and sizes. Someone just went full tilt and made Power World. It took them long enough, but hey, they're here. <laughs> and because mm -hmm. of the fallout with Gen 9, people go, yeah, you know what? Power has actually got some things up on Pokemon. So it was just a <laughs> perfect... It was a perfect storm of circumstances. And that's okay. It happens in the gaming space every now and then. So, you know, it's okay to say, like, okay, that's not my cup of tea. I'm still not paying Power World. I just won't. But if someone like a Faith or someone else of the millions of people who bought it get it, enjoy it, and think the Pokemon company should learn from it, that's okay, too. You know? That's... That's how it should be in the game industry. As I noted last year or last week when uh, I talked about how Professor Layton got the Ace Attorney people to go to 3D models. They were fine doing 2D. 
And then the Primavera Slate people said, no, do 3D. It's just this, and you could do so much more. And then they've been using it ever since, and that's what we got with the, the trilogy titles. So you need to sometimes learn from other properties and franchises so that things get better or you can involve in certain ways that you know that gamers will be interested in because of these other titles. So mm-hmm. successfully stupid, stupid yet successful, whatever you want to <laughs> call it, it worked. <laughs> All right. I feel like Power World will push it, though, if they make a card game. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, if they make a <laughs> card game. I mean, that, that market, yeah, is pretty much open for anyone right now. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. So, and hey, let's not forget that other games, uh, other games that you wouldn't have expected to get card games got card games. Uh, Gwent, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who thought that was going to happen? I summoned Geralt the Witcher. I summoned Yennefer Yennefer. She seduces Witcher. Dang you, Yennefer. Uh, we, all, we all know that should be in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Netflix show. No, uh, it's yeah, but uh, sorry, Henry. But again, no matter your thoughts on this game, good, bad, indifferent, going to try it, not going to try it, whatever. The most important thing here is just to let the game be the game. No matter what. And if you're a Pokemon fan and you think this is an abomination, okay. Say that and move on. All right. I've been waiting a while to bash Power World because I'd be like, I work for another website where I literally bashed Power World every chance I got because I literally kept saying this is a Pokemon ripoff. It just gives these. I literally say like every time, it's you know it gives the creatures guns. Y'all should be ashamed for playing this. And now look at me, I'm the fool because this game has sold millions of copies. So apparently they didn't care. So yes, you can you can pretty much criticize them all but they can't can't argue against numbers because it prints money, boy. Exactly. <laughs> all right, and if. And if Pokemon doesn't want to be overtaken by Power World, they need to evolve so they can still print money while Power World doesn't overtake them. But you never know. You never know. If if, if 2023 taught us anything, is that sometimes surprises can happen in the weirdest ways possible, aka Baldur's Gate 3. True, right? true, 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 true. Now, I'm not saying this is Baldur's Gate. This is the 2024 version of Baldur's Gate, but it's already getting up to that <laughs> level of this came out of nowhere and, you know, everyone's playing it. So, yeah. It happens. Okay? So. Let's just accept what it is. It's a successful title. That's 30, 35 bucks. It's going to get constantly get patches and whatever. It's going to grow and evolve. And maybe it'll be something that truly does help change the industry, like with the Pokemon company in a good way. And that is something we should all be able to appreciate. All right. But please stop making up stuff about the game. That's not true. Don't do not send death threats to the dev team. They do not deserve that. Even if they use the AI, they wouldn't deserve that. And I hate the idea of them using AI art, which, again, has not been proven. So be better. Be, be what Ash Ketchum would want you to be, you know, respectful and whatnot. Not hating on everyone just because you don't like what they do. All right? Even he learned to forgive Paul. Okay? <laughs> There's a deep cut for you. And don't worry, Faith. I know you don't know who Paul is. So... He's only like one of the most. Maybe I do. Oh yeah, but tell me who is Paul. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Look look him up. He's one of the worst trainers in Pokemon history, and they wrote him to be that way. (laughs) Okay, so again, if you if you like Faith, knows how to say if you comma like Faith. All right, comma enjoy Power World. Good for you. If you don't want to pay it, that's fine. Does don't make. There's enough hate out there, all right? 
There's enough pain and misery within the gaming industry and the world at large. We don't need more of it, especially caused by the gamers who are supposed to be the biggest recipients of everything that's going on, all right? So be better. And with that somewhat inspirational message, I am the host after all. Uh, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Have you played Power World? Have you eaten your pals already? Like Faith has multiple, multiple times, I'm sure. Mounting their heads on walls and all that stuff. I'm sure you can do that in the game too. Uh, what is your perfect uh, weapon to give your pals? Do let me know. I don't care, but tell me anyway. And what do you think this game will mean to the larger gaming industry? And should the Pokemon company like take notice and make sure that it doesn't become bigger than it needs to be? <laughs> you know, gaming rivalries. What fun. Let me know. And then, of course, what did you think about uh, the potential rumors for the Nintendo Direct? Are you more excited for Princess Peach Showtime now that we know some more of the outfits that are coming out? Do you want a Zelda extension Super Nintendo World? And what do you think that extension should have? What is your favorite Smash Brothers memory in honor of its 25th anniversary? And are you oh so excited for all the games that are about to come out? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Falcon 5, Skull Kid Scott, Wario Will, I am Triforce Saddle, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time, we are not out of lives, we have stopped eating our pals, so raise the flag. <laughs>